Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ride with MBS Malay. You guys are freaking awesome once again for tuning in. You're awesome for sharing this podcast. You're awesome for giving your feedback. You're awesome for writing to me and uh, letting me know uh, the different things that I've done to bring light to your situation or the different things that I've done. Maybe I've confused you. If you reach out to me and you tell me that I confused you a little bit, thank you so much. You're still awesome for that. Any type of feedback is welcome. All feedback is uh you know very helpful to me so thank you very much for everything that you guys guys have done thus far for my podcast um we have 6000 listeners now and it's just it's it's amazing it's it's a, a a dream because like i said before you know i've only had uh two listeners at a point in time and you know now we're up there so you know this is pretty awesome um yeah so this podcast Uh, well, this season, I'm focusing on narcissistic abuse, um, simply because this is something that I've been going or dealing with. Uh, <laughs> basically, my whole dating experience has been narcissistic abuse. Um, I told you guys the last podcast or the last uh, two podcasts ago that I was going to start taking courses to um, heal a little bit easier, to make things a little bit easier. Uh, better for me. I told you guys that I would be doing what I can do to get the help that I need for the situation that I am going through. There's nothing wrong with admitting uh the different things that you have to do to make yourself better, to protect your peace. Um there's nothing wrong with it because if you're not able to accept responsibility for the things that you are going through, if you're not able to see the things that you are going through, then you're never going to be able to apply change to whatever is um I don't know, making you feel so bad or to whatever is turning you into a narcissist too or you know <laughs> you're never going to be able to change basically if you never see what what needs to be changed, which is a big reason why a narcissist is a narcissist. They're not able to see that, you know, they're wrong or, you know, everything has to go a, a narcissist way. So don't turn into that narcissist. Accept responsibility for the different things that are going on in your life. Accept responsibility for the different things that or the different parts that you play and and the the things that are going on in your life and that is something that I'm going to be talking about today after we go over <laughs> current events. Oh my goodness, guys. Um I told you guys I went to Virginia. As soon as I got back from Virginia, I went straight to Inappropriality because uh Inappropriality had the 100th episode. If you guys don't know about Inappropriality, make sure you follow Inappropriality on YouTube. Make sure you follow them on Instagram. Make sure you follow them on Facebook. On Instagram it's Inappropriately413 on um YouTube, it's inappropriately. Um, uh, let me spell it out for you guys because I know some people probably spell it the wrong way. So it's I N A P P R O P R E A L I T Y. Okay, so make sure you spell reality inside inappropriately, and then you'll be able to find inappropriately. <laughs> um, you know what? I'll actually post the description inside of. I'm sorry, the link inside of the description so you guys can easily just pull it up um for the YouTube channel and everything. So yeah, as soon as I got back from Virginia, I went straight to Inappropriality for the 100th episode. Right after that, I had rehearsal at like midnight. <laughs> yo, shout out to Shaquille because yo, he freaking comes through with anything that I need assistance with for any gigs and it's just like dope, like, you know, 
I need more people like that in my life, like, you know, but as of right now, he's more than enough because he's just been showing speaking e-support, he's been showing all my businesses support, and it's just, like, you know, beyond amazing because um, I just got a band, so, like, you know, (laughs) being able to have at least one person come and play for me if I have to perform somewhere, it just feels really good because, you know, you sound really big, so... Yeah, as soon as I got back, I went to the, the episode, then I had to rehearsal and for the next morning because we had to sing at a funeral. So we had to sing Take Me to the King um, for the funeral. I'm going to actually, I'll actually upload that to here, maybe to the end of the podcast. Uh, just excuse the little shakiness because Shaquille is a bad voice recorder, obviously, which is really not true because he has a whole studio where he records people. But the phone must have been in his pocket or something. I really don't know. I'm going to play it for you guys at the end and it still sounds good. So I don't know. I, I like to touch people's hearts and minds sometimes in whatever way that I can. And I do that with my voice a lot. Um, yeah, so I'm going to play that towards the end of the episode. And I do want to elaborate a little bit on that song before I play it for you. So we'll get back to it. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Speaking East. Speaking East just been going like crazy. Um, my album is coming out August 12th. So make sure you guys check that out. Oh my God. That album. Guys, let me tell you, that album is so surefire. Like, I can sit here and tell you about all the different songs on the album. But... You know what, let me just tell you. So that album is based off of uh, finding myself after dealing with narcissistic abuse. So, like, you know, it's so funny how it all goes hand in hand. Um, so the whole album is, is I Owe Me. So it's, it's about getting back to myself, yes. Every single last song is about myself. It's about being in a relationship with myself. But of course, I would use uh, different experiences that I've done with, with somebody else. So, so like, basically... Um, I'm in a relationship with myself in all the songs and I'm talking to myself like you know I have a song called one more chance so I'm just asking myself like I'm making it seem like you know I'm talking to myself in a reflection and I'm asking myself hey I know you were here before so make sure you <laughs> see me make sure you see me as I'm coming back so like you know the cover uh, as I posted for the the cover for the last podcast the last uh the second podcast of this episode is me giving my heart back to myself you know like my hand is going up my vagina and it's coming out of my chest and I'm handing my heart back to like you know my shadow figure or my other self so that's uh basically the gist of the album like you know basically I'm giving my heart back to myself I'm taking back what I deserve so I don't want to focus this episode on that uh on the album because i'm going to come back and talk about it um when when the time is right i wanted to come on here and talk about the different types of narcissism i wanted to uh, come on here and talk about how narcissistic abuse is not love and how you got to that how you probably think that it's love or how i probably think it's love we're not even gonna speak on you we're gonna speak on me so i told you guys that i started taking these courses so i started learning different things that i'm supposed to learn in order to make myself better to make myself a little bit uh make it a little bit easier for myself to get through um the stages that i'm going through right now and you can't really get through uh narcissistic abuse or uh you know dealing with it without 100% understanding the different types of narcissism because you need to know what to look out for in the future. So I'm just going to share with you what I'm learning because I feel like as I go through my journey, somebody else 
can learn through my journey. <laughs> if that makes any sense. And it should make any, it should make perfect sense because, you know, it's not rocket science that if somebody is going through a certain experience and they're taking courses that you're possibly not taking, that you can learn from the courses that, that are helping me. So, in this course from The Real We, um, it's spoken about uh, the different types of narcissism, which is overt narcissism, covert narcissism, and uh, they go hand in hand with each other, of course. And of course, narcissistic abuse is malignant. So, like, you know, we'll go over all of that. I'm gonna, you know, spread my notes out or whatever. Like, you know, I'm actually talk to you from the top of my dome based off of my experiences and to let you know what I learned, like, you know, how I decipher the whole course. All right. So, let's get right in. Over narcissism is basically when uh, that person is open about it that person is a bully that's like uh, as they explain it's like the one person that you tried to that you're supposed to stay away from the one person that you tried to stay away from in high school because that person was like so arrogant that person was so loud that person had a crazy attitude so most of the time it was the most popular person in high school or in middle school or whatever that that loud person that you stayed away from <laughs> the bully the big bully so that person that's always screaming for attention even if the attention is negative and the example for that is like basically when you're dealing with children when you have kids if you have kids i have a 10 year old um if you don't give your child attention for a certain amount of time you know that when when you're with your friends that do have kids if you don't have kids like yo i wonder what so-and-so is doing they've been quiet for a little a little bit too long and usually when a child is that quiet and you go find them they're doing something wild and crazy like i could tell you right now i'm looking at some spots on my wall right now i was in um uh, the room the other day a couple weeks few weeks ago doing someone's hair and my son was making it seem like you know he was in the kitchen doing the dishes and everything and usually when my son's doing the dishes it's something like he's singing or he's smashing something or you can hear water like being dropped on the floor like you know because he's like so focused on what he's doing he don't care like you know i let him be a kid and do what he do or whatever but this time there was nothing i didn't hear any water i just heard it was straight quiet in the kitchen so i'm like i need to see what my son is doing i came around the corner this boy called himself mop in the kitchen right and he what he did oh my god so my son had just came from outside and he first of all used the mop to clean the bottom of his shoes and like you know and i let him jump in the rain sometimes so like he was jumping in puddles and everything this little boy uh mopped the bottom of his shoes <laughs> oh so hard not to you know blow up after this <laughs> he took the mop and he swung it all around the kitchen like i'm telling you i'm still cleaning up spots like i'm telling you i'm still cleaning up spots and it's been three weeks ago this boy, like it was all over the fridge, it was all over the cabinets, it was everywhere. He's and he called himself mopping the walls. He was mopping his shoes and he was mopping the floor, so he wanted to make sure he didn't miss the spot on the walls. But listen, not only just this, this little boy also went to his room and did this. I didn't notice that he did it to his room till like a day later when I went to go see if he cleaned his room. I could not believe. Oh my god. So anyway. 
I'm getting that. To a narcissist, all attention, any type of attention is good attention to them. They'll accept any type of attention. If you love them or if you hate them, they don't care. They just want some type of attention. Show them that some type of attention. Like, you know, the, the only reason why I can definitely agree with that statement is because of my experience with the narcissist. Um, <laughs> it didn't matter, like, you know, if you're praising this person. You're praising this person. You're talking, talking to this person, telling them mad stuff about them stuff. They're feeling good. You know, they love that that type of attention. Like, you know, they love that. If you're arguing with them, they're going to keep going back and forth with you, arguing with you. If you don't say anything back to a, a certain message or if you just say, okay, they'll come back on oh, one more thing and da-da-da-da. Like, trust me, I've been through this experience for a long time now with two different narcissists in my life, actually. And, yo, actually, it's been a lot of narcissists in that in my life. Like, not just people that I've dealt with in relationships, but there have been family members and friends that are narcissistic. And it took for me to start taking these courses to start picking up those different traits and people so like you know if you don't know the red flags to look out for you're always gonna be a victim to narcissists and and i don't want to say the victim thing anymore i don't want a victim shame either um (laughs) but listen if you're going through the same situations over and over and over and over and over again you have to accept response you have to see where you're going wrong in situations why you're the one that that keeps being a victim to so why why do you always got to find a way out of abuse or why do you always got to find a way out of something that's hurting why are you always getting hurt why are you always attracting this type of attention you know and i'm definitely going to get into that as well but i definitely want to still um go over the different types of narcissism because that's gonna go into why narcissism, uh, why being in a relationship with a narcissist is not love. Like, you know, like you have to come to realization that you never loved that person in the first place. And we're gonna get into it, okay? But let's go into covert uh, narcissism. So, covert narcissism is hidden, it's undercover. It, it's, uh, they have the same mindset. Uh, a covert and overt narcissist, uh, of course, because we have narcissists inside of the title. Oh, I'm sorry, inside of the term. <laughs> so they have the same mindset. But the thing is, with a covert narcissism, narcissist, they show excessive kindness to you at first. You know, they lure you in before bringing out their narcissistic tactics. They're, they're zealous for you, you know, they're fanatical about you, which is what I'm learning, you know, they're fanatical about you, so you can be fanatical about them, so they give you all of this excessive love and this excessive attention, I know you guys heard it inside the first episode uh, of what I was talking about, about narcissism, where I was like, you know, how could you sit here and say that you don't love somebody, that you're sitting here writing poetry for uh, to, how can you sit here and say that you don't love somebody, that you're speaking to, to our, our, that you're spending all this time with, that you're doing all of this for, like, you know, that's definitely covert narcissism right once you once you pull up the different types of abuse and once you start separating or, or dissecting the situation for what it was like you know I, I love this person because this person was doing this for me at first this person was doing that for me at first and like the only reason why I continue doing this and that for this person is because it was based off of that initial you know listen I know all about it okay I know all about it because that's exactly how I felt until I started doing my different types of research. Like, you know, like, wait a minute. Like, you know, you heard me. You heard how angry I was in the first uh, episode of narcissism. I was very upset at the fact that I I spent so much time trying to please 
a person that I spent so much time trying to be with, with a person that didn't, remember I was saying that, that didn't have that same love for me or that was saying that they didn't love me or whatever, but really I felt like they loved me based off of the different actions that they took. <laughs> The different actions, you know, they say actions speak louder than words. They say actions speak louder than words, which is the reason why I felt like, all right, this narcissist loves me. <laughs> this is why I didn't want to let go of this person because I felt like this person loved me because of the different situations that we've been in and because of the different things that they did for me that I didn't feel like anybody else ever did for me before. Like, you know, like I told you guys everything. So if you didn't hear episode number one in this season, and go back and listen to it because we're not going to bring back my bad attitude inside of that episode because that was me showing <laughs> narcissistic traits. <laughs> Being that angry with an individual that can't help themselves because they're sick, you know? I'm not the sick one. I'm not the one that needs to, to change. It's that person that needs to change because that person only came into my life because they saw so much light. You know, and this person has even said this in poems and it's crazy. I'm, I'm going over, I'm not going over things because I miss that individual. I'm going over things because I'm trying to figure out how I got here in the first place, right? So it's not bothering me anymore to go through these messages. Like before I used to cry through these messages, before I used to cry through the pictures, but I'm so happy I finally deleted all those motherfucking pictures because I honestly don't care anymore I, I'm not gonna say I don't care about the individual I don't care about that situation anymore and I honestly feel really sorry for that person now like you know now that I'm I'm getting on a better side now that I see what, now that I'm finally getting a clearer picture of <laughs> what I didn't do and what I did do and how I got here in the first place like you know I'm starting to feel better and now it's, it's starting to become easier to deal with with the different things that are going on like you know so looking over text messages and the poems and everything like you know inside uh, of these poems and everything this person repetitively said that they didn't deserve me that they was just in, in my life because they they felt positive energy around me and they felt like you know they wanted to be around that energy. So if you want to be around positive energy, why would you purposely turn it into negative energy? Why? Because narcissistic abuse is pers- purposeful. It's done malignantly. It's done, it's done to destroy you. So people only come into your life when you allow them to come into your life. People only, only do what, what you allow... <laughs> It's just so crazy because I'm getting so many epiphanies while I'm speaking to you. That's why I'm just like in and out of breath. I'm just like, wait a minute, but this, but that, but this, but that. But listen, that's it exactly. That's exactly how it is. You know, you would not be in a relationship with a narcissistic person if you did not compromise your own standard of conduct from the beginning. So usually what I'm learning is usually you won't get into a relationship with a narcissist if if you weren't already aware uh, of, (laughs) oh my God, it's so much stuff. It's so much stuff that I learned from this thing. I want to go over this chart of awareness. (laughs) There's just so much stuff. It's like, I don't know what to start. I don't know where to start because I'm still trying to finish this definition of the different types of narcissists. 
narcissist and in our lives that like this is just so crazy like I can't believe I was susceptible to something like this but then when I put it together and I start figuring out why people start dealing with narcissists in the first place then I'm like okay I know I told you guys that uh I went through things in my life before dealing with this narcissistic person I know I told you guys that I was already um involved with a person that I was already getting out of a relationship with a narcissist when I started dealing with this narcissist but the reason why I wasn't able to pick up those different types of traits uh or red flags is because I was already coming out of trauma and I was thinking that like you know that was like some some type of feel I'm still learning on it I'm still learning on it but usually when you you get into a relationship with, with a narcissist it's because you're dealing with trauma or, or like you know you're intoxicated you're on drugs or like you know like usually when you're when you're at a bar and, and and it ends up being a bar fight or whatever it's because people are intoxicated and they're not really aware of the things that are going on i want to go over the chart before i start going deep into this because this is different things i'm learning and like for some odd reason it's just flowing in our conversation like this but let me stay on track and get back to um narcissists and why they start you know dealing with us in the first place when yeah all right so covert narcissism when they're undercover and like you know they they see the beauty in you they see what they want they they see they know what the fuck they want to do with a person before they start dealing with a person they have a plan for each person in their life this person will the person that i was dealing with has said this to me on several occasions like you know but the thing is i never paid attention to the different things that they were saying to outline yes hey screaming that i am a narcissistic individual because i was so focused on oh, i love this person they're not gonna do anything to hurt me in the vi- in the future they're gonna change like you know they're never gonna be like this like uh, you have to realize the person that you're dealing with you have to notice the person that you're dealing with you have to see the red flags because it is not healthy to want to deal with a person just because you want to help them make better just because you're trying to see their point of view just because you're trying to see the benefit of the doubt in a situation it don't go like that it don't go like that so with a narcissist it's either you're going to stay fanatical about them you're going to stay in tune with them you're going to stay in love with them you're going to stay infatuated with them or they're going to make you hate them they're going to make you afraid of them they're going to make it make you feel like you know like 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 let me tell you okay cuz i'm not going to lie every time i see this person that i'm mainly talking about or the person that i was dealing with before that I was telling you guys about about um when I was in my domestic my other <laughs> listen my other relationship in the past these same two individuals anytime I see them in person I get the illest anxiety attack the illest anxiety is because I don't know what to expect i didn't expect to see you here i didn't expect to see your face i didn't expect to feel your energy i didn't expect any of this right and i don't want to be the person i definitely don't want to be the person to run out the room or to you know do anything to make it seem like i'm scared of an individual cuz I, i god knows i'm not scared of anybody i'm not scared of nothing yo i've done walked in the dark on several occasions in the woods on several occasions i done fucking faced a gun to my fucking head 
on an occasion. Like, I'm not scared of no fucking body. I'm not scared of anybody. I'm not scared of nothing, okay? The only thing that I'm scared of is God himself, if he is real, okay? (laughs) If he is real, because I focus on the universe, all right? I focus on the universe, and I focus on whatever energy comes towards me. And I know that there is somebody or something up there. Protect, I don't think it's a man in the sky, okay? We don't need to go too deep into religion, but... Because I said that, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea about me. It's not that I don't believe in God. I don't believe that God is a man in the sky. I believe that God is a universe. I believe that God is whatever or whoever you say he is. And that is the only, or she is, and that is the only person that I am afraid of. That is it, okay? Because this coronavirus ain't scared me not once. I've been out since the coronavirus in, in the beginning. Yo, I'm knocking on wood, okay? But I'm not scared of of anything that the universe is not, you know, and listen, listen, I don't live my life in fear. I don't want to live my life in fear. There has been times that I face certain situations where, you know, I felt like I was afraid or I had high, high anxiety in certain situations, but I sit back, I breathe, and I realize that I have nothing to be afraid of. You know? Even though I get that high anxiety for a second, I sit back, and I'm like, okay, let me breathe. This is a person. God, the universe, whatever spirit is up there in the sky is not going to let anything happen to me that is not supposed to happen to me. And few people who are listening to this might know what I am currently going through based off of my last situation. And I, I don't know if I'm going to speak about it today. I might. I might. I may speak on it a little bit. But if it's not meant for you, it's not going to happen. So running away from a situation is not changing what is destined for you. So when I see these people... I'm not running or I'm not leaving until I feel like I have to leave. If I feel like I have to look in a person's direction, I'm not going to sit here and avoid looking at you because you're in that direction. No, that's not how I want to live my life because every day in my life there's going to be somebody, somebody especially in the position that I'm in, like, you know, uh, being an artist and wanting to perform on the stage and wanting to be in crowds of people. Like, there's always going to be somebody out there. Like that, the like the, from the movie Selena, that that fucking person, that fucking shot her. There's always gonna be somebody out there that hates me, and that's still gonna keep watching me. Like you know, that's gonna want nothing but bad, bad things to happen to me. There's always gonna be an individual out there that does not want the best for me. And I can't keep running from a person that I know doesn't want the best for me because there's so many other undercover or covert narcissists that have a plan for me. You know? Because once you're attached to a narcissist, they're going to make sure you hate or you love them. So the best way to deal with a narcissist is not to give them any attention at all. Like we were saying in Walking Away, what a narcissist does to an individual is malignant. It's done on purpose. It's malevolent. They're trying to hurt you purposefully. They're trying to abuse you. 
It's invasive. It spreads just like a tumor. This is what they they were saying on the that course I'm taking, um, and the royal we like you know it's. This is the only way to understand it, is to, to see what part you're playing in this because it can destroy your life if you keep accepting it because what a narcissist does is dangerous and it's on purpose. It's on purpose. And if you're not aware of the different things that are going on, narcissistic abuse can kill you. It really can. It really can, right? So on this... um, documentary that I was watching and in the course um they speak about a uh, color code of awareness I'm not sure if anybody here knows about it but it's like uh it's, it's color code <laughs> um for defense training professionals like the military or the police they use it um basically it, it associates color with the state of awareness um so it's a white there's a yellow there's an orange and there's red uh I will try to put a link inside of this the description so you guys can go see what that looks like as well um so basically white is basically you don't know anything that's going on like that light is completely switched off (laughs) you're not aware of anything yellow is you're aware you're relaxed and you're alert so like you're you're cool orange is like you're really heightened you have a heightened awareness about it, but you're still relaxed. And red is like you're at the fight, flight or fight risk, you know, fight or flight risk. So the color code of awareness basically determines if you have discernment or not. Like, all right, so in the episode, they say that we should always be Yellow, we should be always be aware and relaxed and alert. You should always know what's going on because you have to know the different types of red flags, like I was saying before. You're not going to know how to fix your situation if you don't know how to pinpoint the different things that have happened. And you're not going to be able to figure out how to fix it if you don't take responsibility for the different parts that you put. No victim shaming. No victim shaming. No, 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 none of that. But you have to accept responsibility for returning to this abuse that is not getting you anywhere but hurt, you know? Um, we have discernment. We have to be able to pick up on people's intentions in our lives. Um, you have to be able to see the red flags. You have to know. You have to understand. Okay? Um, it says, like, most of the time people aren't really aware or they'll, they'll be the white stage if, like, you know, they're intoxicated, they're on drugs, or, like I said before, like, you know, and bars or whatever usually when people are fighting like they don't they don't they're not aware they're they're in the white because they don't know what's really going on or like um he spoke about jeff cooper the person that created this color uh code of awareness how he said you'll be in the white stages if you ever had like some type of trauma related or high stress or you know after trauma and like I was saying before like you know I started dealing with this person like directly after I was uh finishing up a relationship like you know I wasn't done dealing with myself nobody should deal with an abusive covert narcissist that just wants you to either love or hate them 
Nobody should have to uh, be unsure of love because of a person that keeps manipulating them and keeps confusing them and a person that doesn't really care about them. But it just comes to a point where we have to see those red flags. We have to see that it was never love in the first place because how are you gonna love somebody that lies, that cheats, that steals, that cusses you out, that uses you, that isolates you, that abuses you, that criticizes you, that that's so completely toxic in your life? How are you gonna love somebody that's tormenting you, that's bullying you? How are you gonna, how, how, how do you love somebody? And this is me talking to myself. This is not even me yelling at you guys. Like, I, I'm completely disappointed in myself for stooping that low. Like, because I know what I can give. I always, I'm always shouting about how I'm this good person and how I don't deserve this and how I don't deserve that. But the reason why I keep getting into those situations is because from the beginning of those relations, I'm always compromising my own standard of conduct from the beginning. So, I am learning to accept responsibility for me compromising my own standards of conduct. Because I'm the one that feels guilty, and I'm the one that feels shameful, and I'm the one who always feels like I have to make up for that guilt and that shame. And that's the reason why we are in a relationship or a repetitive relationship with narcissistic or abusive people in our lives. Because from the beginning, we keep compromising our standard of conduct. Comparing this this self-action, you know, with guilt and shame. You get involved with this person and you... Start doing things that you're not supposed to be doing. Things that that are not yourself. For example, for example, this is a big example. Me, I never was the type of person to like, you know, get with anybody and laugh at different jokes that people are talking about people. (laughs) I'm never the type of person to be roasting individuals. I'm never that type of person. But the individual that I was speaking with was that type of person. And like, you know. I I don't like that. I don't usually like when people talk about the people, but like that was that what that person like. So like I found myself doing that to certain individuals, like you know, roast roasting them. And I didn't even think it was fun. It just was something that I was getting used to because it was something that <laughs> I was dealing with behind the scenes or whatever. You know? The reason why a narcissist is a narcissist is because they pretend like they have no guilt and no shame. They they avoid all of that. They're never wrong. You know? How do you love somebody like that? How? You don't. You don't love them. What you're doing is you're trying to beat that, that guilt and that shame. You're trying to prove that you're better than that person that that you started off in the relationship with like you started off as an individual that you're not you're that's not you that's not you so you're trying to prove that you're better than that person you're trying to prove it to yourself and that's 
where it started in the beginning. That, that's why I'm learning that that is why I keep ending up in relationships with abusive people. It's because when the relationship starts, it's a, re- a relationship that's not supposed to be started in the first place. It's because my awareness was not raised. I was not in that yellow stage, like, you know? And then the relationship ended up in a fight or flight risk, you know? So when you're feeling guilty or you're feeling shameful about something, you try to do more or you try to give more so you don't feel so guilty, so you don't feel so shameful, you know? You try to outdo yourself. And once again, I'm talking to me. But I guess I'm talking to you too, if you feel it. But about this love with a narcissist. How do you feel when you're around them? Awkward? Do you feel tension? Do you feel like you just don't know what the next move is going to be? Do you feel like you just don't know? You're unsure. You're uncertain of the things that are about to happen. How do you love? How do you love somebody that has done nothing but hurt you? That that started off a relationship with you, lifting you and loving you. Like I was saying in the first one, like, how, how could you list me on several occasions and then put me down when I'm not doing what you want me to do. Because that's covert narcissism. That's what it is. That's what they do. They lure you in. They lure you in. They're nice to you. They lure you in. They lure you in. And they cover all of that bullying shit until it's time. Remember, I was telling you guys in that last shit, things were great until, like, you know, I wanted to deal with other people because, you know, we wasn't, we wasn't like, you know, I didn't know I couldn't deal with other people. Remember, I was telling you guys that. So, like, if you heard the episode, you heard it. And I spoke on that. And listen, in all of these episodes, basically, if you don't remove a malignant narcissist from your life. You're jeopardizing your life. You are. You are jeopardizing your life. You are putting your life at risk. And it sounds so... Like, maybe it doesn't make sense to you because maybe you didn't deal with it before, but a person and their words can really change you, understand. They can really make you a person that you never knew you could be. Like, and then eventually you're a narcissist. And then eventually we have all these narcissists just walking across this world. And then we're having narcissist babies. And then we just have a hateful world of narcissists. (laughs) We got to stop it somewhere, you know? And I'm so so glad that I decided to turn the other way. 
because nobody really knows what I'm going through right now and what I'm still dealing with. And I'm not ready to talk about it yet. But I do want to talk about this post that I saw the other day translating the narcissist. And I just want to say that every phrase on this paper was said to me. And it's just so crazy because you really think that you're the only one going through a situation until you start reading up on situations, until you start reading comments from people, until you start seeing the different things that people are saying and doing to compare to your situation. And you're just like, wow, like, I didn't know they was really saying things like that out here to people. Like, I thought that it was just this person that said things like that, but like, no. People are really pieces of shits. So listen, I saw this post, Translating Narcissist. Um, on the left side, it, it's the phrases that a narcissist would say, and the right side are phrases that of what it really means. So here we go. Narcissist would say, you selfish fucking bitch. It means I'm a profoundly selfish man or woman. You're a real piece of shit, which means I feel like a real piece of shit inside. It says, I really fucking hate you, but it means I hate myself. It says you're ugly anyway. Look at you with your gross face and fat ass, but it means I think you're beautiful, but don't want you to know it. It says no one will ever want you. I'm the best you'll ever have, but it means I know you can do much better than me and I'm scared you will. It says you are the biggest mistake I ever made. But it means I am the biggest mistake you ever made. It says nobody likes you. That's why you have no friends. But it means I isolated you from your support system so you'd have nowhere to run. It says you're a fucking slut. No man or woman will ever care about you. It means you are sexually attractive and I know other people would want you. It says you cheating whore. But it means I cheat on you because I need attention from random women to feel secure in my man or womanhood. It says you're a stupid bitch, you think you know it all. But it means I'm bothered by the fact that you're smarter than me. It says you're a controlling bitch, you wanna control everyone. But it means I need to control you and everyone around me to feel okay. It says you're crazy, you're a crazy sick bitch, you're mentally ill, you really need help, but it means I am dangerously mentally ill but won't seek help because I see no problem with my behavior. It says you're a horrible mother, your kids would be better off if you were dead, but it means I feel threatened by your skilled, compassionate parenting. It says I could kill you right now and no one would miss you, but it means I am, violent, uh, I am a violent, raging abuser. The thought of murdering you appeals to me. No, that is who I am. So understand, the phrases of a narcissist can be very detrimental to your mental, okay? Because eventually, when something's being uh, uh, needed in your head like that, you're going to start to believe certain things that a person would say about you. And when you start believing things in your mind, you start to become those things. You are what you eat. You are what you believe. But once you decide to feel inner peace, 
once you decide to accept responsibility for the different things that you are going through, you have the opportunity to change. And that, that's the main thing that I, I really wanted to come on here and talk about was the differences between narcissists and how it's not love and how the, the constant love bombing in the beginning stages end up being damaging to an individual and, and that didn't know their intentions in the first place. So, yeah, that's about what I got for you today. Um, I'm going to put a bunch of links inside the description. I'm going to put the link to uh, the Royal We episode that I am speaking on. I'm going to put a link to the, the Code of uh, Awareness. And I'm going to put a link to Inappropriality. So make sure you guys check out all the different links that I'm going to be posting. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Shout out to Shai Marie for that block party that we just had on Saturday that I hosted. It was, that was the littest, that was so lit. Oh my God. Oh, I had such a good time. Shout out to all my friends that popped up. We had a great time. We had a great time. Um, Yeah. Rest in peace to our lost loved ones. Um, I'm going to play in the end. Me singing Take Me to the King by Timberland Man and Kurt Franklin at the funeral. Um, I did not, I was not able to collect the whole speech, but we got a singing the song or whatever. So, yeah, Shaq played uh, the organ <laughs> and I had somebody on the drums too. So, like, it was so awesome. It was a really good day. And I didn't even know that we were performing for millionaires until the end. And I just was like, oh my God, like, you know. And after I sung, guys, you know, I didn't even realize I was walking up and down the aisle singing to people. Like, you know, when I move, I move and I don't even realize it. Like, you know, I just go with the spirit or whatever. Like what Snoop said, I go with the, the, the Holy Ghost, the gangster Holy Ghost. <laughs> I go with the vibes. So um, it's so funny. Right after, uh, it's not funny, but right after I got done singing, uh, I basically said in the beginning of the whole thing, uh, <laughs> it's so crazy because it's so emotional. I said in the beginning of the whole thing, um, basically how, how I'm not going to say his name on here, but how the man seems so, such a leader, like a, such a leader in the community. It seemed like somebody that I should have known myself. Like, you know, I was saying, um, how everybody has such great memories that the only thing that I need them to do throughout the song is to focus on those memories and to focus on being taken back to the king. Because when you're being taken back to the king, all your pain is gone and you're not worried about the pain and suffering that the world brings you. I like to get my little speeches in the beginning and stuff. So I felt all the peace in the room while I was singing, I felt the peace. I felt it, oh my God. I felt every single last energy in that room. And as soon as I put the mic down, I sat down back on my spot on the stage and I started bawling. I could not stop crying. I felt all of, all of those, this is how energies are real. Energies don't lie, energies are for real. 
All right, this is how I know because every time I sing at a funeral, I feel every spirit, every gloomy spirit transfer into my body. I feel it, I feel it. And then like right after when I'm done singing, I release all of it. It's all gone. And this is one of the reasons why I, I do like singing at funerals now. Like before I, I used to say that it used to feel so morbid and it used, I used to feel like terrible singing at funerals, funerals. Like, you know, who wants to sing at funerals? But like, it's like, why does a mortician want to be a mortician? Somebody got to do it. And to be able to accept those spirits and be able to release it right after because it was hard for somebody else to do it. It feels good to, to cry it out because most of the time when I'm alone and I, I need to cry, I can't cry. So when I finally cry, it feels good to cry and release all of that energy, you know? So right after I got done singing, I cried. I cried, I cried, I cried, I cried, I cried so hard. I don't even know how long I cried for, but even after I got off the stage, I was crying when people was coming up giving me, asking for my number and for different events and the, even the funeral director came and asked for my number for some future events. It was beautiful. Um, I couldn't stop crying. <laughs> so yeah, check it out. I'm gonna play it. If you listen to it, you do. If you don't, still thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, peace out. Oh
Oh.